three, okay. two, means we have to greet each other one. again. Hi. Yes, we do. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Right. Um, How was your day? It was very tiring. I'm tiring. actually tired right You're now. You're tired. Well, yeah. well, that's that's interesting because you should be tired. That's our topic for the day. Um, is well, not necessarily tiredness, but circadian, circadian rhythms, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I just feel like because we're on holiday well i'm practically done with studying <laughs> let's just call it a prolonged holiday yeah i've been out of sync with my sleep schedule i can yeah that's that's pretty much that's pretty normal for being on holiday um yeah okay so but but it, but it's an, and you as well i don't have a sleep i sometimes i just stay up till one sometimes i fall asleep at like nine it's a bit of a mess as well you stay up till one sometimes I if don't i'm believe I, like some of the projects especially when i'm recording um, videos like i will not stop if because the way i work is that my brain gets into something i cannot switch it off i can't you asking me to sleep or in in the middle of a project is impossible it's like asking me to kill myself really oh, wow okay so it's Okay. It's that bad, yeah. So but once the switch <laughs> is turned on, you gotta see it. There's, there's it's no turning, exactly, and then wow. I, and then I sleep very well. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's my secret, but obviously that's not based in any science. But that's probably anxiety related, right? Um, yeah, that um, that does affect your you know, like your sleep patterns, it's harder for you to fall asleep mm, if you mm. have anxiety, depression. Um, yeah. So that, that those two, anxiety at least is related to cortisol as far as I know. So you have a lot of cortisol. What I found out is cortisol is typically secreted in the morning. Um, it's like a stress oh. response. Um, well, stress response is how we know it as like you're working hard or you're under pressure or you're in the middle of a project. Um, but as soon as you open your eyes, your body starts secreting cortisol. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. elevated heart rate. Um, yeah. I so, didn't really know much about circadian rhythms. I just came across a pin on Pinterest and I was like, Hmm, this is cool. I need to check this up one day, one day equating I, to I, like you, 10 days later. <laughs> I decided to do some research on it. Well, um, yeah, what? Better late than never. That's, um, you know, it's a good saying. Because I I, I won't lie, I've been pretty shocked by by the the information around circadian rhythms because a lot of us are just mindlessly going on with our business. And once I started digging into it, I was like, holy shit there's so much that i am ignoring here <laughs> like i am exactly. abusing myself <laughs> oh yeah definitely you i just yeah. <laughs> I have to say that. yeah <laughs> it's like you know like we're on autopilot there's so much that goes behind the scenes on how we operate and we just have no idea and it's crazy because if we start to take notice of you know, um, our biological makeup, I feel like we could be more healthier 
yeah. possibly yeah. even live longer. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. So let's get into it. I mean, for those who don't know what circadian rhythms are, do you want to um, um, provide um, a definition for us? Look, I, I don't know too much about the circadian side. I looked a lot into the hormonal. But I, I can tell you because I actually like looking at the root the root words of things. So like you can just look at circadian and think, firstly, in English, we get circle or circular, right? And then we also have the word circa. So some people say circa, which um, is defined as um, preceding a date. So some people say, I was born circa 1995 or that. So it's related to time and it's related to circular. If you're just looking at a pure definition basis, um, but then let's let's get the actual <laughs> let's get the actual definition. I wouldn't mind taking point on this. So basically, it means um, you know every organism has physical, mental, and behavioral changes, and mm. they experience this over a twenty-four hour cycle. So the circadian rhythm basically means. Uh, in short, like a sleep wake cycle, so a full yep. day. Yeah. Uh, and in Latin, that actually means circadian about a day. That's what it means in about Latin. A day. Yeah. Okay. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because there's many things that influence your uh, circadian rhythm. So. That's the amount of light that you experience, mm. darkness, how much of food you eat, you know, stress, physical activity, your social environment, and your body temperature. Yeah. Yeah. So so the first one that you said, there's an echo on your side, eh? There is? Yeah. Okay, it's gone now. Okay. Um, the, the first one is, the, the, the main one, as far as I'm concerned, was exposure to light. That's what what came up like multiple times across looking into this topic is, and then I thought, well, let, if you just take a evolutionary approach to this, um, you know, I, and then I did some, I looked into the history. It's like mammals, mammals appeared on earth about 252 million years ago. It's a really long time ago, right? It's really long. So, so, so for that duration of time, we've had eyes and those eyes have perceived light every time an organism wakes up. You open your eyes. Yeah. That's the first thing you do. The, the, like it's 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 quite incredible. You don't consciously think about it, but <laughs> what is the first thing you do when you wake up? You open your eyes, and light enters your iris. And um, the, the 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 research says, well, your iris is a bit of an extension of your brain, and Whoa. your brain uses it as a signal to your body and that's when your clock starts and the starting of this body clock is the secretion of cortisol like i said earlier that comes from your adrenal gland um and that's that's the the, the waking up process so um it's all light based um and it it ties into what i've i've read previously about also vision being the majority of your brain's <laughs> processing is dedicated to vision and and then it it makes sense if you really think about well, does. how does your body know what to do and when? If you didn't have eyes, you would not know what time of day it is. Um, 
yeah so that's why i don't know how blind people yeah well this is this is quite interesting yeah so richard huberman um said in his his podcast is that blind people actually still have the they they're called ganglia something something ganglia cells in the iris they can still um perceive the light photons and then that still signals to the brain to secrete cortisol or the absence of light which secretes melatonin so there's this we'll get to the other side of it but um for now if i just actually looked at the history and i was like well mammals 252 million years ago really long primates 55 million years so then i thought okay we've had that long amount of time to adapt to natural light well well how long have we had artificial light because that's where the problem starts coming in right so mm. yeah because that's that that's been quite a a big topic recently is that everyone knows now that you should not be on your cell phone late at night or you exactly you, or just before you're going to bed yeah so we've had this evolutionary biological process of having sunlight and then literally the light bulb in 1802 so 222 years ago and then lcd and led screens which um, was the 1960s so it's only 60 years ago so you can mm. kind of see that we have you know, way more time adapted to natural light and an incredibly small amount of time for eyesight adapted to light bulbs and LCD and LED screens. The artificial light. The artificial yeah. light. So the, the recent stuff of artificial light creeping in is is messing with a huge mountain of biological processes that have existed before that. Um, so that was that 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 really struck home there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It. Um, there was this article that I read where it said that the light from electronic devices confuses the biological clocks within mm. your body, and we have more than one biological um, clock, and they're all controlled by this master clock, which they say is um, situated mm. in our mm. brain. Yeah, there's, um, I also heard of something, um, supra, supra something. It's, it's yes, just above yes, your yes. mouth. So right. that's what the master clock comprises of. Yes. It's basically a group of nerve cells and they form that, the supra chiasmatic nucleus. The there we go. The, yeah, the SCN. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, so Huberman, yeah. Huberman spoke about that one as well. Yeah, so that was, that I think is the first checkpoint for the light. So the signal enters your your eyes, the iris, and it's, it it starts this body clock, as you say, from the central point, which is a suprachiasmatic, whatever no, 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 yes. nucleus. <laughs> quite, quite yeah. And then the signals are sent off from there. Um, so where where we start off was okay. You wake up, eye eyes open, quarters off, and then. That that cortisol secretion, it's like slowly diminishes until you get to nighttime, and and this artificial lighting is where things get a bit confusing because your your brain should not have more light once the sun is set. It you know we yeah. spent millions um, of years evolving without that. We might have fires, 
but even fires, so there must be a distinction between um, artificial light actually has the bad, the baddie is blue light. It's a different wavelength. So you have wavelengths in, in light and, and lighting. And I know this from um, growing my cannabis with different lighting is that they, there's, there's an overlap in that, you know, they also respond to light, um, but the wavelengths are, are important. So blue lighting is the, like the white lights that you might see. Fluorescent lighting has more blue wavelengths in it um, or the frequency. And mm-hmm. that one's associated with keeping the cortisol secretion going and suppressing the melatonin. So at nighttime, what you're oh. supposed to have is the darkness is just as important as the light. Whilst light signals cortisol secretion, darkness mm-hmm. signals to the pineal gland, okay, it's now dark. What happens at dark? We need to sleep. Well, we need more men- melatonin in our bodies. That's when it starts to secrete melatonin from your pineal gland. So we we decide to shut that off when we keep our sort of artificial light, blue light um, on. So yeah, basically, that's that. That's the 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 two the two main ones, as far as I know. Cortisol, melatonin. Um, there's one other thing that. Um, Huberman spoke about was you have um, a neurotransmitter called adenosine that also mm-hmm. it gets secreted like consistently throughout the day, but it, it builds up. So you wake up, let's say, yeah, okay, you have like a clean slate in your body. There's no adenosine floating around. And then as you, you know, live throughout the day, it builds up and you have these adenosine receptors around your body. And they just attach to these receptors and you progressively start feeling tired. You get the sensation of tiredness. He, he describes a hunger for tiredness. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah. So in the morning you have zero hunger for tiredness because you've just woken up. Hopefully you're refreshed and you've slept well. And then progressively these um, neurotransmitters, aden- adenosine, start attaching. And what's really interesting, I love this. He spoke about there, there are ways to hack the system so that you don't get a hunger for tiredness. Now, now, what are the typical chemicals that you can think of that that humans consume to to escape the hunger for tiredness? There's caffeine. Caffeine, exactly. So caffeine is one of them. So <clears throat> the caffeine molecule actually it binds to the adenosine receptor sites in your body temporarily. Oh. The, the, okay. the important point is temporarily so that now you, you, you don't have that buildup, but eventually the caffeine gets taken away. Okay. Mm. Now, now what happens after that? Suddenly you have a, a flood of adenosine <laughs> um, neuro, neurotransmitters bonding to that's the sites and you suddenly have a very strong hunger for tiredness. Well, that's the crash. Yes. It's, it's 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 really interesting the way he describes it. So you so these crashes that you have, we you've had a couple of energy drinks or you know too many cups of coffee, and you've been you've been holding off that adenosine tiredness hunger. Well, it's going to catch up with you, and we all know it does. And he went on to explain, well, you've got um, even the the concentration, you know, medications, concerta. Um, what is the other one? Forget, but those 
those ones that relate to you know hyper focus you're going to pull out off an all-nighter you can't escape the adenosine neurotransmitter that's eventually going to want to bond to the the um what do we call what are they the, I forget. The melatonin. The yeah no Cortisol? the the, neuro, the neurotransmitter site. So they okay. they're waiting to get to that site, and you've temporarily um, placed something there. So it can be caffeine, it can be um, 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 concerta, or any of these other sort of hyper-focused drugs. They are also operating at that level, along with other things. I think they also boost your adrenaline. Your norepinephrine and your other epinephrine, these are other hormones that are related to increased alertness. Um, hmm. So that system... Actually, I have something that might contradict what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. um, I was listening to this podcast about, you know, coffee, and they were talking about the pros and cons of drinking coffee. And they found that, you know, people that claim that when they drink coffee, they don't understand how people say that <laughs> um, it keeps them awake. It doesn't for these uh-huh. electric uh-huh. kind of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they literally, I'm, so you get people. I'm glad you brought it up. This as well. Yeah, so they, they feel like, oh, I can have a cup of coffee and then I'll just fall asleep. It turns out that these people might have a faster metabolism rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and or, or there is an or. You you very it's it's true. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There is an or because it's it's so funny you bring it up because it, it also came up in um, uh, Richard Huberman's conversation about coffee. Is is that there are some exceptional people, exceptional as in like abnormal, where they have a genetic mutation in the, the neurotransmitting site or the neuroreceptor that that isn't affected by caffeine. So caffeine, you have a cup of coffee, all those molecules are floating around. It it normally would bond there and then stop adenosine from bonding to that receptor. Well, not in this person. This person, the caffeine just floats around and it does literally nothing to those sites. Adenosine <laughs> continues it just adenosine is like, well, okay, I'll carry on bonding here. You can have another hundred cups. I'm still gonna <laughs> bond to the receptor site, and you're gonna fall asleep. This is what he. So he said it's a, it's an anomaly, but it does occur in people. Um, so that's that's what you're describing is that yes, um, there are people that that does not suppress the adenosine recepting or the, the yeah bonding with the receptor. So, in summary, basically, um, we're saying that the amount of light that you're exposed to uh, determines how much melatonin or how much cortisol mm. is mm-hmm. produced. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are the so two the two summary. significant ones. But I mean, there's a lot there's a lot going on. Eh? That's, there is. He, there is. It's just he he emphasized the whole so. The major thing he's saying is that as soon as you wake up, the peak natural lighting you should receive is as soon as you wake up. So you need to witness the sun rising. That's what he he, he described. And you know that's that's not typically the first thing we see when we wake up. What's the first we see artificial light? And then he goes on yes. to say, 
But this is this is a, a huge problem because then some people they go and put on glasses, they drive, and then they might get their peak natural light exposure at ten o'clock in the morning, which is that's a that's a problem. That's a problem because then your that body like me. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Because your whole your whole circadian rhythm now gets pushed pushed back. Yeah. It gets pushed back to ten. It starts now at ten. Your body says, "Okay, now it's time for a big dose of cortisol." <laughs> so now your your hyper alert is not at eight in the morning. It's now maybe eleven, and your whole day gets shifted out. And he described these shifting out also when you, let's say you can't sleep. What do you do? It's like one o'clock in the morning. You might pull out your phone. That's like one of the worst things you could do to your, your circadian rhythm because it just knocks the whole thing out of, out of balance. It's now your body's like, why are we getting blue light in the middle of the night? The night, it, yeah. It's just super confusing It's because it's not, yeah. So these things can, yeah, seriously disrupt your rhythm. So the, I found out that the circadian rhythm doesn't only influence your sleep patterns. You also, what you're talking about is your hormone release mm. also influences appetite and digestion and your body temperature. Um, oh, so fun fact is that uh, when your body is preparing yourself to go to sleep, not only does it increase um, melatonin production but uh they also said they your body reduces your temperature mm. yeah yeah it's yeah and i think your heart rate uh, slows yeah there's there's down. some interesting things that happen with your your body temperature i haven't looked into what goes on sort of at a physiological level um but i know oh yes okay i found it I wrote it down. Um, sleep <laughs> requires a drop in core body temperature. Yes. And dissipation of heat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so I've, basically. I've heard about cold showers. If you're struggling to sleep, have a cold shower. You know. What? Might, yeah. I feel like that'll make you more alert, though. Uh, the, the 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 science says otherwise. <laughs> you, it's like a shock, sure, but um, you do need to get your core body. Obviously not too cold, but if you're slightly warm, you need to get it down. It's it's it fa- it favors, um, yeah, it favors sleepiness or the onset of tiredness. Yeah, because usually people would tell you as soon as you wake up in the morning, have a cold shower. But yes. I've never heard know. someone suggest having a cold shower in the evening. That is that's interesting. Yeah, really yeah. interesting. There's there's a lot of things that I mean. The other thing I you, you you don't realize at the time until you learn more. And the other thing is the why do they say to have um, your antidepressants in the morning? Now I've been on antidepressants. I know you should have them in the morning. And I've never wondered until I looked into the circadian rhythm. It's like that's serotonin related, and huh. and you you're so we haven't touched on serotonin, but it's it's also in the mix <laughs> for sleep, but it's actually oh it's it's the opposite. So when we say you know like let's say sleep hygiene, it's getting the ones that keep you awake to be secreted at the right time, which is during daylight, and the ones that keep you asleep secreted at nighttime when there's no light. Uh-huh. 
So um, serotonin is one of those that, you know, it should be in the morning and that's why you take um, SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors in the morning. So that by the time it's nighttime, you don't have a lot of serotonin floating around your body. Um, it, cause it oh, aids it. wakefulness. And that makes sense because one of the, they say that, um, people that have an out of sync circadian rhythm and who will basically struggle to have good sleep hygiene is people with neurological diseases, such as Alzheimer's, people with depression, mm. um, mm. anxiety, uh, and I think also high high blood pressure and people that suffer from heart problems as well. Yeah, so, so you, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You take your antidepressants and in the morning. I, I, I really do think so because it's, it's twofold. It's also that there, there was an interesting diagram I looked earlier is that it's serotonin is the precursor chemical for the production of m- melatonin. So serotonin, what? yeah. So your your body converts it. Um, let me just. So that that was really interesting. Is that it goes through? Often these chemicals go through steps, and they they go through conversion phases in our body, and um, into sero. But it, yeah. So it goes through. So that's why I say is that well. You do you do want serotonin, um, but eventually you you want it to become melatonin. So tryptophan, mm-hmm. yeah. So you start off with tryptophan, which is a um, amino acid, and the third chemical you get is serotonin, and then two conversions later you have melatonin. So it's it's in the same chain of they say cascading chemicals cascading chemical reactions in your body so just think of it in the morning so tryptophan is actually um i think it's it's found in milk and so those i mean okay let's not go into that because i know enough about that but yeah you need your serotonin at the right time it aids wakefulness morning and then eventually your body has time to do the chemical cascade and you have melatonin enough melatonin floating around and then you go to sleep and the melatonin comes from that pineal gland um and also just as much as you need to see light when you wake up you need like pure darkness and then your pineal gland says okay melatonin time yeah that's what i've always wondered like i don't know if you've ever fallen asleep um during the day but the the spot that you chose like the sun is directly hitting into your eyes like, like, like your eyes are closed. Yeah. So I think that's why, like, you can't sleep when there's sun. Yeah, that, that's not, eyes. that's definitely not ideal. <laughs> it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, I found something interesting relating to, okay, this is also something that uh, affects your circadian rhythm. Uh. You know, like when you're menstruating. Yes, that, I also saw that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy because, okay, let, let's get into this. Um, apparently. Apparently. Uh, yeah. So women that 
uh, on their menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. Basically, I mean, technically, you're always on your. I mean, it's yes, a, the entire period. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like this it's a lifetime of menstrual cycles. Of menstrual it's nonstop. Cycles. It's nonstop pain <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one fact blew my mind. It's not what I'm going to say right now. I'm leading up to that. Yeah. Um, so the menstrual cycle is divided into two phases: the follicular phase, mm -hmm. so that's before ovulation, and okay. the luteal phase. Yes. I'm not sure pronouncing that right yeah, so that's that. after ovulation so um women that complain that they're not able to sleep properly they're usually um in their late luteal phase mm. so what happens is that there's an increase in this hormone progesterone mm -hmm. and that results in an increase in your core body temperature at night uh -huh. so we there yes. we go. I told you. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. did say that. Your body needs <laughs> to cool down. Your body needs like your your temperature to you know to drop yeah. so that you can sleep. So that's a result of uh, progesterone being released. It increases your body mm. temperature. Jeez. And they it also Wait, wait, lower body temperature to reach. Oh, yes, you also have to have a lower body temperature to reach the REM stage of your sleep. Mm. And apparently it also plays a role in your memory, learning, and mood. Oh, yes. I was like, yeah. what? It's like, that explains, you know, like, us when we're moody <laughs> on our periods. Yeah. Progesterone. Progesterone. That bloody... Bastard progesterone floating around causing havoc. Yeah. Yeah, to not just us, but to everyone else around us. So we apologize. No, no, no. We Our apologize. On behalf of progesterone, we apologize for that <laughs> asshole. He's, he's, he's just a piece of shit, eh? Yes. <laughs> like oh, of all the chemicals going around. But uh, yeah, there's obviously, I, I I remember looking into these, these um, hormones for pregnancy i just can't remember progesterone's function let's find out the their function is apparently it plays some sort of role in memory learning and mood yeah and also the so the, the the luteum is uh, the first 10 weeks of pregnancy the corpus luteum so progesterone so Funny enough, when you start looking into sleep cycles, a lot of the, the information you start getting is suddenly about um, um, ovulation. And I just mm. couldn't understand why, but it's there's a lot of information on, well, this is why your sleep cycle and your circadian rhythm might be a bit messed up. There's a lot of information about why, and it's related to the menstrual cycle, um, yes. which I did not look but into. <laughs> That the, I, Being a because, male, I didn't find it terribly interesting. Of course, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here to provide a okay. female perspective on okay, things. Good, I'm glad. But this is the, I didn't actually state the point that had my mind blown in, in a really bad way. Because I'm like, my gosh, how much more can we get effed up because of our <laughs> biological makeup? Like, are you kidding me right now? So apparently, um, 
what contributes to poor sleep is is irregular menstrual cycles, pregnancy, mm-hmm. as you've stated, and menopause. Yeah. So, so not even is, it just carries on. <laughs> when no, the, doesn't stop. When women experience menopause, not only does their estrogen and progesterone decrease, their melatonin also decreases. Oh wow! <laughs> double. <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah, no, that's... That is bad. Uh, I'm, I, and you see, I, I want to try and, and make sense of it. Like, is there a reason? Maybe, maybe let's say, evolutionary speaking, you have a child. Do you need to be more alert and awake more of the time so you can prote- protect your newborn? Menopause I mean, only sets in... Okay, yeah, not the menopause. Like, <laughs> that one doesn't... Like, I don't get that one little at all. Little 40s. Yeah. And it's it's scary. So you're not of childbearing age. <laughs> Why do you need to lose sleep? I just I don't understand. Uh, yeah, it it might be a case that the, the, the hormones are at odds with each other. Sometimes that Imagine happens. Imagine if you're an insomniac. <laughs> and and goes through <laughs> menopause. Exactly. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. That's it's you know, zombie mode. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well start a new, uh, start studying a new degree because you're gonna have a lot of time. <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of awake time to study. I don't know. Like just inject yourself in oh, male man. hormones and stuff. Yeah, well, plenty of reasons to be a man. I'm Gosh. sure. Do- oh, yeah, well, that that too. I do feel for you guys, but I'm sure doctors have this. Thank this, you. This, really appreciate this, the sentiment. It, yeah, the more you look into it, the worse it gets. And then all the, on behalf of all the men, I think we're just glad. <laughs> we just, we got the lottery here, you know. Um, yeah. You guys do have shorter well, but, lifespans. Oh, so yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, we, didn't, we didn't take our, our genetic lottery um, and then they make use of it. We just got shorter lifespans. We're more reckless. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that 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 on the point of um, aging, I've seen like yeah. a couple of of resources that say you, a lot of those like indicators of quality sleep you get less and less. So you get less and less REM, rapid eye movement sleep. You you it takes longer for the onset of sleep. You know it's like a lot of those numbers get worse as you age. Um, I'm not sure why actually, but now that you're saying menopause is a big contributor, clearly. <laughs> Even the neurological diseases, Alzheimer's, they also said that um, people who have that disease, they struggle to sleep. Mm. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, mm. autism. Yeah. Mm. I mean, also people with blood pressure, heart conditions. Yeah. It makes sense. So it's a really fine sort of juggling act that I think a lot of the younger generations take for granted. I know I did. You did? And yeah, of course. I mean, it's like not, I've been a caffeine drinker my whole life and then you know, I leveled up to energy drinks not long after that. <laughs> and gaming throughout the night and like going out clubbing, the normal stuff that youngsters do, but then – now you start thinking like, okay, you can, as you get older, it becomes pretty darn important that you get your sleep. 
Um, no, but, and you okay. start realizing it's harder and harder to sleep. It's like <laughs> a night out is less attractive. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's why young people um, sleep later. Because apparently they have a delayed um, mm. ceridian mm. rhythm. Okay. okay. This is, yeah, this was found amongst um, teenagers. So okay. apparently their cortisol and melatonin levels um, rise and reach a peak later than usual. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that actually makes sense. I mean, when we were teens, yeah. we would sleep like... And you weren't even affected by it. Like the next day, I, I mean, you, you, it's, if, you, if you go along these like analogies, like, well, your adenosine receptors were fresh. You, you 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 had a fresh sleep you woke up with a clean slate and now you it's like nothing's out of balance out of whack but i think if i were to do that now i'd be pretty <laughs> be pretty messed up oh yeah like, you know? I, you, you'd definitely oh, feel it <laughs> yeah um it was, it was really interesting to look into it was oh and um you like to exercise at night as well. <laughs> yeah. I, so I have a fun fact for you. Um you should not do intensive yes, I, workout uh, routines. Was it adrenaline? Cortisol. Uh I think it was adrenaline. Probably both. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it's actually also um Huberman Richard Huberman, by the way, Richard Huberman's from Stanford University. He's, he's quite a big authority on these things. Um, mm-hmm. It was, he, he was saying you should wake up and exercise. Like that's when you should, not that it's the be all and end all. The light story is the main thing, but that's when you should work out is in the morning. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's, I'm sure it's related to the stress hormones. So we, we've got these stress hormones as an evolutionary sort of adaptation to f- f- like, like threats to our existence. Because <laughs> we were fight, literally fight. out in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like flight, to the natural elements. Yeah. Flight, fright, freeze. I forget what the other one is, but I mean, I don't even know. Flight if that, and fight response. I don't even know if that's valid anymore, but that's, you know, when that happened in nature, you needed like a massive kick and it's, it's not like, energy drinks or a Red Bull could not compare to the kick of a cortisol boost when there's a lion in the bush. Like yeah. <laughs> you need a superhuman adrenaline and cortisol and, and then your, your entire body, everything that happens starts changing. Like your, 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 your blood vessels actually um, dilate, they expand. Um, your heart starts beating oh, faster. To allow more blood yeah. To, to more blood to your muscles okay. mainly. Yeah. So, so, you want to increase blood flow to all of your muscles and less to your organs, right? And then your heart rate increases, your eyes dilate as also well, you got more light entering your eyes, you see more, you see finer details more. So this is all what basically if and, and it, we start to make um, comparisons to um, 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 like uppers or um, stimulants drugs, they do the same thing. They do the same effect to the human body. Even we? We've just hacked that system. No, well, I'd say cannabis is, is a, um, a in, in slang, a downer, but the, the, it's not a stimulant. It's a, it's a, the same though, right? Like your eyes dilate and. I'm not. 
your heart. Not so sure about yeah. So so that that is different, but not technically classified as a, a stimulant. Like like those, um, a sedative. That's that's there we go. Stimulants and sedatives. So, um, caffeine is a stimulant. That's why it it has that effect on the body to keep it awake, to block the adenosine receptors, to so stimulant. And the same with um, concerta. And what is the other one? The famous, it starts with the A. Um, I forget. Okay. But it's all of these drugs that you use for concentration. Stimulants. Not good. You'd, you'd use them if there was like a lion attacking you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like we've, we've hacked that system and, you know, it has consequences now on sleep. So... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what I was getting at at that point, but yeah. The exercise. Yes, so so we come back to exercise is that that was adrenaline and cortisol related. And then you also have norepinephrine and epinephrine. I think, I'm not sure their relationship with adrenaline, but there's something going on there. Um, but Actually, to bring you back to what you said that it's recommended to exercise in the morning. Mm. Um, it doesn't really work for everyone because you get you get night owls and then you get, you know, early birds. So uh-huh. it's ideal for early birds, uh, specific, especially for people who like to work out outdoors. So because of the exposure to sunlight, mm. it, it wakes you up. So, so... To double, yeah. For an early bird, it's not um, advisable for you to exercise at night because then you'd have more trouble falling asleep. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess your body's pretty bloody confused. You had your cortisol peak when you woke up in the morning, and then it's been slowly declining, and then for some reason you're running now evolutionary why are you running well it's like a predator but instead you're exercising in a very safe gym and no one's attacking you <laughs> but you're like you're, not, you're sprinting you you're lifting weights <laughs> your body is then. like what on earth is going on right now <laughs> oh, and, and also typically the gym has like these white well, lighting in general so um but so just to come back to the idea of um, early birds and night owls. Again, I, I'm surprised that these co- topics are coming up because it was what um, Richard Huben spoke about is it's not really a thing. It's more what? likely the case. I know, I know. It's more likely the case that they have just sort of shifted their circadian rhythm unnaturally. Yeah, and- they did say that and they're maintaining um, with that. With regards to exercise. But it's... Like most people, they, they don't have a problem with that because most people exercise at a time that is... I think they just intuitively know, I guess. Yeah. Like they won't exercise if they're tired. I think your, but, body, um, your body can... You can shift the, the circadian yeah. rhythm, I think. And it's, it's like... Definitely can. Yeah, but so not necessarily in a bad way. Like if you exercise at night, like for some people, 
intense exercise at night is not good. Yeah, yeah. You will um, have trouble falling asleep. Well, it's 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 per person it's on an individualistic basis because he he then also discussed like these so there's an interesting case where people work at night the night workers like what happens there and he he was saying that it's also a bit of a mess and they need to they need to combat this by substituting what when they should get light and when they don't with with this is crazy right they have artificial lights that mimic sunlight in in like huh. Scandinavian countries and countries near the poles of earth because uh, we have a problem when you when you're at the poles you either get all the sun doesn't rise well all sun or no sun it depends mm. like what's happening um, astrologically but so they have and, and and thankfully that we've developed that technology you turn on your sun <laughs> <laughs> you turn on your sun so like don't it's it's different to screens it's an actual artificial light that has the right wavelengths to mimic sunrise so it's got wow. yeah so he he was he was quite specific about differentiating we're not talking about sun that's 10 a.m sun he's saying sun that's low and on the horizon that's what your eyes need to perceive to get that morning cortisol dose um and then in these scandinavian countries they have to mimic that yeah um that's very interesting yeah it is and so you can i mean like if your circadian is out of, of whack you 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 have to figure out as long as it's working for you i think i guess it's fine i mean we're not saying but i think for most people it isn't yeah, I guess, well, we all fall out of our rhythm. Um, we just have to do things to get back yeah, yeah, onto to. it, to stabilize that. I mean, especially if you're, um, I don't know, like if you're traveling or mm. if you're a student and you're used to pulling, you know, like all-nighters. Yeah. Gosh, I do not miss those. <laughs> um yeah, like you need to ensure that you're implementing something so that you yeah. get it's, in sync again. It's the, I, I, we're all guilty of it. Like we know that we're being naughty and then we have no backup plan. Like we know we're disrupting this, the system. Like you, you've been on months of holiday, you go back to university, suddenly you're doing like all nighters again. Well, you should have a day where you tr- and and he he says it takes about three days to get it back into whatever oh. yeah so about three days you can get it back into whatever rhythm you wanted to to be in um but three days is a magic number um but we don't most of us we don't even consider the three days <laughs> we just sort of carry on and assume it's gonna figure itself out but i don't consciously make the this connection um I, I certainly will from now on. <laughs> yeah. Well, when my sleep patterns are like off, I try to, because I usually nap in the afternoons. Um, but say, for example, like I didn't sleep the whole night and 
basically pulled an all-nighter. Mm. I'll try to stay awake during the day, not even have a nap. I will make sure I will go to bed. Even if it's early, like eight o'clock, my eyes are going to close to reset um, so that I can go to sleep at a decent hour. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, another thing, when you're taking naps, they say you shouldn't take long naps. Um, yeah. So like five to ten minute power naps. Mm. Because that would... Taking longer naps disrupts your circadian rhythm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I was told... Um, funny story, actually. I... I ended up at like the wrong jammy stop. Mm-hmm. So... It's, the jammy stopped at uh, the med campus and it was like six o'clock at night it was getting dark and i've never been to the med campus before so anyway (laughs) there were like two other guys that were there and then we just started talking and they were med students oh so did you ask them about sleep did you did you go hey they told told me like a fun fact yeah when you sleep do not sleep for uh do not nap for more than 60 minutes oh wow 60 is actually quite long i think um but yeah an hour don't don't nap for more than an hour i agree because (laughs) yeah what happens is that you have stages you you slip into what apparently there's like nine stages Ooh, there's a lot. of your sleep cycle. Yeah. So when you prolong your nap, you're slipping into, for example, stage one and stage two, and then suddenly you wake up because um, you set your alarm, for example, 90 minutes, uh. which is actually not really great. You shouldn't do that. Set your your alarm for 90 minutes. Because that's stage one of your REM or something. And okay. you just in sleep. That's why you won't wake up refreshed mm. after yeah. a 90-minute nap. You end up feeling more tired because you've just disrupted your body. You've been you've been through half well not you didn't of go through a full cycle, cycle of that specific entire sleep cycle. It... You're like in between stages <laughs> of your sleep cycle. Yeah. I wish I knew that sooner because, <laughs> man, I used to have three-hour naps. Oh, my gosh. Like, when I was in high school, yeah, I used to be conked out. And then I would wake up and I think to myself, why am I so tired? And I would still have a bunch of homework to do. <laughs> and, yo, no, because I would literally, yeah, like, you, my parents, you, yeah. You, you would go straight into REM. So, REM, REM is stage four. I think, yes. So, so what it, what they're saying, and, and I still think I'm not so sure about an hour. I feel like an hour might be a bit long if you're looking at the sleep stages. So the first stage is light sleep; it's like under ten minutes, and then stage two, oh, it's lightest than light sleep. Or well, it depends which di- There's so many blade diagrams. We actually have to find an academic article. Okay, here we go. Typical sleep cycle from ResearchGate. Stage one. Five to seven minutes, then stage two is 10 to 25. So now between stage one and stage two, collectively, you have about half an hour to 35 minutes of sleep. That's like light-ish. It's all what they call non-REM. So it's 
75 to 80% of the sleep cycle is stage, what is this possible? Stage one and two. Oh no, it's also stage, so stage three is deeper sleep. Uh-huh. And then stage four is REM where your eyes are like moving beneath uh-huh. the eyelids, lucid dreaming possibly if you, if you get lucid dream state, which is always awesome. I love, I love dream. Yeah. I wish there was a machine that you could turn on. It's like, I want to dream about this tonight. And then it happens. Like You can actually, but that's for another topic. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to talk about dream, dreaming tomorrow. It's like, a, it's like a week long about sleep. <laughs> it's like all we talk about is sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the sleep, I, I'd say if you, if you do a full hour of sleep, it, it looks like you might, oh, I don't know, you're sort of touching on deep sleep already, even if you do an hour. Um, but I need to look into it properly. That's- where the problem is yeah don't go over yeah because then you would have reached the stage of deep sleep and then you immediately disrupt it so obviously you it's a total mess your body is yeah (laughs) oh man i've experienced that you at that at that point like you should just not wake up until the next day Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's wreaking havoc on your your. I assume it's the the hormones that are bouncing around, um. Because I'm let's say, so tired. I'm yeah. I'm not even sure at that point. Like, because I, I looked into you're awake. What are the hormones doing? But I didn't think Naki, you go to sleep. What's happening? I th- I'd say cortisol is obviously like at its lowest. Yeah, and mel- melatonin, melatonin at its high. highest. So if you yeah. have a nap in the middle of the day, when you're supposed to have a, a reasonable amount of cortisol, you and and then suddenly a spike of melatonin because you're sleeping. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're probably going to be tired after that's that. That's also <laughs> why you're not supposed to have long naps because maybe what if the state the Stages of sleep is when the most amount of melatonin is secreted. Oh, uh, yeah, m- maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, know. we're gonna have to look into it when we do the dream, yeah. the dream episode. Yeah. yeah. You, you, a nap is essentially if you if you do a really long nap, you're getting a mega dose of me- melatonin, and then you're waking up and expecting to to be wakeful. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not gonna, not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be like a zombie if you sleep Literally. for. And I always the the rule of thumb that I heard is like half an hour is good, like a power a power minutes. nap, power nap. That was ninety. Well, okay. When we do the dream episode, we'll have to figure out like how much much time and stages. Ninety is not good. Like that's what the well, and then he's a he's a student. Remember, that's why he's a student. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you can't take advice from student doctors. But you're studying. <laughs> they're it. students. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. Well, it, but it's still a lot of the sources. But you could still check all I of mean, these. We we could still both check journals and everything. Seem to indicate 
that 90 minutes you're in the stage three, which is called deep sleep. I think obviously which is not that's good. Not great. No, yeah. you must stay in light sleep. Um. But, I used to think people are so crazy. Like, how could a person sleep for five to ten minutes? That that's not that's not sleeping. Oh, and that's then so I tried sure. it last year, and I've never felt so energized. And, and this is from me. You used to take three hour naps, so called naps. It's just Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm glad you have the right information now. But but also, I think it's a I, bit too late for that. I, I'll be totally honest. Like, if I if I can lie down and do that, I probably would because it's actually I'm you typically really tired, and I will would love to have like a three hour coma in bed. Like I would love that, even if it's yeah, in the middle of the day, I wouldn't really give a shit. Wake up. Because because I've never been able to do it, so it would just be great to just lie down, just like that. You've never been able to do it. No, I can do I can do like a really really light sleep, but my my brain doesn't seem to sort of turn off. So I like I I wake up as if I didn't go to sleep. I'm still like pretty fresh and functional. And Wait, but. Are you talking about napping during the day? Or yes. Yeah. No, no, like a oh, nap. during the nap. day. Okay. Um, but that's, yeah, it's like I do 20, maybe half an hour minutes nap. And I can't actually, my, my body doesn't allow me to do longer. I will wake up. Wow. Yeah. I, I take pride in saying that I can sleep anywhere at <laughs> any time literally you're an endurance literally, i'm not i'm you're not exaggerating mm. i'm the falling asleep expert i've slept on buses i've slept on school desks <laughs> i've slept on yeah, the floor no. Um, no, that i can't I, I don't i can't do that but a, even slept in the library once. apparently that is so yeah, it's also related to like stress and anxiety. This is also something Huberman spoke about. Some people find it very easy to fall asleep anywhere, anytime. Yep. Like, well, like you're saying, I'm four hour nap, fine. easy. It's nothing. You're an expert. I'm pretty jealous of that, by the way. Um, <laughs> As you should. It's, yeah. it's an amazing Jeez. skill to have. Yeah. <laughs> With, it comes at a cost. So, you know, present. It does. I mean, that's why you're more productive than I am. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, you're losing. If you have a nap that's like two, three, four hours long, you've lost that time, that awake time. So our days are already shortened because you have to sleep, which I don't like. I mean, why do we have to be mortal and sleep? What is the point of sleep? And when we touch on the dream topic, I think we should think, what the hell is sleep for? <laughs> Right, because like, I mean, from an from what's an going evolutionary on? perspective, sleep is what kept us alive in the past. It was like a time to rest and recover, R and R. Yes, from rest the day, and recover and not get eaten. <laughs> I'm because sure, if we, I'm sure if they still we get hunted. If, uh, 
But if yes. If we didn't sleep safely in our caves, I mean, it's we'd be dead some... if we roamed the night. Yeah, but like still, still, it, like there's something to it, I wonder. Because it's also like we have to it's process. melatonin as well. Okay, so me- <laughs> so yeah, that, but... <laughs> But it doesn't seem to serve any f- real, like, biological function. Unless maybe it's related to memory. Yes, that's what it is. So so what I heard, this is a while back. I can't believe I remember this. So it's the processing of memory. So when you, you go to sleep, it's like your brain needs a chance to filter through everything you've experienced and needs to decide what's useful and useless. On a daily basis, you go to sleep and you have this, like, trash bin your body is deciding what to get rid of your brain probably why and we end up having you know dreams that yes, uh, yes exactly exactly that is the the brain filtering through all of the crap that you experience you watch a horror movie guess what you're going to relive it when it throws it out <laughs> but that's just once and then you don't relive it again so that you're right actually all it's interesting is also being triggering my memory of of memories so, so now it's coming back to me and this is how the, the brain and sort of memories are working so you have these huh. neural pathways it's learning this is how learning works is that you need to repetitively reinforce this pathway to that that memory somewhere deep in your mind and you've got to retrieve it consistently because it reinforces it so at least i can be certain that i will remember the, why we need to sleep because i've now reinforced it it might last six months. It might last a year, but we've just reinforced it by accident. And then, you know, I might even dream about it because we've spoken about it. <laughs> oh, damn. It's, it's, it's really as interesting what's going on between, you know, the brain, body, and then sleep and why we need it, you know? Yeah. It really is. Oh, I, um, when I went to Gold Reef, city in 2021 mm-hmm. we went on all the roller coasters so after that and we went to the place where we were staying I closed my eyes yeah you you feel the motions of the roller coaster uh, literally every single roller coaster you've been on you will definitely be regretting it once you close your eyes <laughs> That, after the day is over that is okay, it's but terrifying this is an interesting but it's not just just i know exactly what you mean it's it's this weird sensation like you're moving yes yeah yes. but you're obviously it's not like your brain takes you back it's like you're riding I, it twice it's i'm not just, sure what it is because my when i've experienced this it's typically when i used to go fishing like deep sea and you come off a boat and for the next like oh, the hour, you f- you feel like you're moving with the waves. It's so <laughs> weird. It is it is bizarre. But your brain is like, no, you are still on the ocean. <laughs> it's a it's a crazy sensation. I'm not. I don't actually have an answer for it. <laughs> I think that we'll, should be. We'll have to cover another it. topic of discussion. A third a third topic, but it's like that. You know. It's also the phantom limb thing where, where people feel like they have a limb, but it's just been amputated. So they go and grab for a mug. 
yeah, they, they gra- try to grab a mug, but their arm has just been amputated and they have to spend a significant amount of time learning that that limb is not there anymore. <laughs> because your yeah. brain, your brain has not, you know, come um, to, to reality with the situation. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, there's lots of sort of, I mean, yeah. And, and, and the interesting thing about, so re- recently I heard about sort of hallucinations in, in artificial intelligence, even it's very off topic now, but they, artificial intelligence hallucinates and makes up stuff and you think you're getting an answer, but it, it could be, they call it, literally call it hallucinations. Um, Whoa. yeah. Anyway. There's like a fourth topic we need to t- cover artificial <laughs> intelligence. But I, I think oh, going to cover think, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And also it's time to sleep. <laughs> it is indeed time to sleep, but for I me, not for you, because you're a night owl. And yes, then also that also when you, you choose to eat your meals is also important. I mean, it has an effect because yeah, I mean, you can't really sleep too close to when you eat your meals. You shouldn't. Okay, okay. Points taken. So, if you In eat... my defense, I kind of forgot to eat today. Well. I do, I do forget. What, do, you, you'll be what are we going to say about the circadian? You're, you're just playing with fire here. Well, okay, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it as an experimentation. You're going to tell us how you slept. <laughs> Okay, After fine. not eating for a day and then eating now at, at like half past nine at night. <laughs> By the way, you're I the mean, test subject. I, I'm the sleeping queen. I can get away. <laughs> this is crazy. You're like, like, don't <laughs> eat the whole day. Time. Don't eat like, the whole day and have a feast. I forget that I'm hungry and then I'll be out the one day I was out and. I had to smell food to realize, oh, oh shit, word. I didn't eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> Jeez. But like, that's, that's, that's like a whole nother story on like why, why your body is not getting the sensation of hunger. Like what's happening there? But, but okay, anyway, sleep, you, 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 you figure it out, right? So today is your, your experiment. <laughs> you didn't eat. You're going to eat now. F- figure out how you sleep. We need okay. we need to know what time you managed to actually fall asleep because I I guarantee you it will not be within an hour of eating, especially if you haven't eaten the whole day. I don't. I sleep, usually sleep at like two. one. Okay, so so, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yes, but you 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 you're a proud night owl. But the argument is that there's not really such a thing. It's just people who have hacked the system to suit whatever they want. You're like, I mean, I mean it's, it's not ideal. Well Definitely not ideal. Who has social anxiety? Mm. The night cloaks me, and I love it. Yeah, I also love the night time, but then when you wake up, it should you still have that main rule that you should have direct sunlight when you wake up. The first thing uh, you see is that kick in the cortisol. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and then. So if you like, if you go to bed at one, and I'm being naughty because I'm gonna go, go to bed in like half an hour. Meanwhile, I'm like surrounded by artificial light right now. <laughs> but you can't escape it. You can't escape it. It's kind of cute. You're saying that you're naughty. 
I mean, it's not that bad. It's totally normal. Of course, but we're talking about sleep cycles. It's, it just feels like, oh, well, like how do, how do we do the ideal situation? You can't. Candlelight? Are we supposed to have like candlelight and be like... Soft lighting. Like going back to the Stone Ages? I, yeah, you should... See, I mean, the poles have hacked the system of literally making something equivalent to sunlight. It's so, pretty amazing, yeah. You can hack the system, actually. Yeah. For bad and good. <laughs> yes, always. Okay. Um, thanks We're gonna call for it. the chat. This was interesting. Yeah, it was. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, You'll be you the test well. subject. You, uh, you're the test subject for, for, am, for all okay, the sleep-related stuff. I'll be the test subject. Okay. <laughs> next, next, we want to stimulate you with like cocaine, and then oh, you're gonna, God. and then you're gonna tell us that you can sleep anywhere, anytime. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> How's that? No. How's that for an experiment? I, 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 oh, I, my I, dead body. I, I think. Was the Never ethics committee at the university will be a bit I'm concerned. Trying, are you trying to get me to be a crack addict? No. No, like, it will not fly. I, well, so, hold just, on. Like somewhere, someone has done a study to find out the effects of cocaine on sleep patterns. Yes, <laughs> but they didn't take it themselves. Someone's done it. Okay, now I'll just, yes, I'll go to the, the university. The best scientists do their own experiments on themselves. <laughs> They're like they put their bodies on the line. Okay. They're serious. <laughs> then you won't be of sound mind to conduct your <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. And it's important okay. to have all um, your senses about you. That's I true. Mean, that is true. Yeah. Okay. On that note. Producing false data. Hallucinated data. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own your own, own information that's been hallucinated and then also interpreted whilst you're hallucinating. <laughs> oh damn. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. Let's calm down. Hey, I gotta go to sleep soon. Uh-huh. <sighs> All right. Thanks for the chat. This has been great. Yes, it has. You, you, you have a good sleep. <laughs> After all of that, have a good sleep. Uh -huh. All right. Bye. Uh -huh.